Welcome to the Blood Bank Association of New York State podcast. BBA NYS has been dedicated to improving transfusion medicine in New York State since 1951. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of BBA NYS. Hello, and welcome to the BBA NYS podcast series. I'm your host, Dr. Vetan Hecko, and today we're going to talk about the road to becoming a cellular therapy laboratory manager with Matthew Jackson. We'll discuss the ins and outs of medical technologist education, career opportunities after graduation, life as a cellular therapy laboratory technologist, supervisor, and then manager. So be sure to listen all the way through for all the juicy details. Our guest today is Matthew Jackson. He is a cellular therapy laboratory manager with a passion for applying creative solutions to improving lab operations and quality. He's going to share with us his motivations and experiences that have led him to his current position. Hi, Matthew. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Yvette. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Matt, tell us how you ended up with a degree in clinical laboratory sciences. Well, when I first got, went to college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and it was kind of a source of angst for me. Um, I, so I, I tried different things. Um, I volunteered at an emergency room, in an emergency room at Albany University Medical Center. And, um, you know, I just kind of fell in love with, I, I, loved the, I loved that volunteer experience and I knew that I wanted to be in the healthcare field. Um, I also come from a family of nurses. My mother's a nurse, my grandmother, my aunts, they're all nurses. So I, I kind of grew up around, you know, a healthcare, healthcare setting. So, um, so next logical step was I thought that I should go to medical school. So um, I really got into the med tech field as a stepping stone to apply to medical school. Um, I thought that it would be a good foundational career for me. And if I for whatever reason, I didn't get into school, I would, I would have a good career as a backup. I see. So, okay, so how come you, um, so did you ever go to med school? Well, I, I never even applied, to be honest. I was all set to apply. I graduated, um, I graduated med tech school, and I got a job right out of school, and I moved to New York, and I started to really like my job, and I really liked working in the lab, and as years went on, the idea of going to medical school seemed farther and farther away from me. Um, and I'm not unhappy about my decision at all. I actually think knowing what I know now and looking back, I'm glad I didn't. I like what I'm doing um, and I like working in the laboratory field. So um, yeah. Cool. So uh, what was med tech school like? So the there's a lot of different um, programs out there. Um, my program was an accredited school. Um, it was accredited through um, the uh, accredited uh, through, uh, I forget the name, I'll, I'll find it in a second, but it was an accredited school. So I was two full years and um, started out with just didactic. And then we went all through the summer. And then the final semester was uh, a mix of didactic and rotations. So I went to school at um, Upstate Medical University, uh, which was, it's a, SUNY, it's a SUNY school, State University of New York. Uh, and they have a 
university hospital. So I did my rotations at the university hospital, but also at various hospitals and institutions throughout central New York. So um, we traveled to uh, different cities and different hospitals to do the different, to experience different labs and how they do things. So private labs, academic medical center labs, we even went to an in vitro laboratory. So it, it was it was interesting, yeah. And how long was med tech school? It's two full years. And then you sit for your exam, your licensing exam, which your licensing exam will depend on what state you're in. Here in New York, we take the ASCP exam, which is the American Society for Clinical Pathology. And um, that, if you go to an accredited school, you, when you and, you and you pass that exam, you get your license for New York State to practice, and then you also get a certification from ASCP. I see. So, do you have a Bachelor of Science degree, or is it bachelor's called something of science. else? It's a Bachelor's of Science in uh, Clinical Laboratory Sciences. Okay, great. Um, so, what did you do after graduation? After graduation. It's actually before I graduated, I got a job at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, and, you know, I, I had an interest in microbiology, and that's actually where I wanted to work. Um, but I only applied to two places. I applied to the uh, University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, and I applied to Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, I, ha I interviewed at both places. Um, and out of the two places, I actually, I liked the feel of Memorial Sloan Kettering better. Um, and just being in New York, I love the energy. So I decided to go to MSK and um, actually started out working in flow cytometry. So I worked in flow cytometry in a bone marrow lab for, um, for a year. And then, um, so interesting enough, let me just backtrack a little bit. I originally wanted to apply for cell therapy. So I applied for cell therapy at, you know, in, while well, I was still in school at MSK um, and when I got the interview for MSK, I actually didn't know what job I was interviewing for because I had the assumption I was interviewing for cell therapy, but it was actually for a flow cytometry position. But, you know, I accepted it. I just kind of wanted to get in the door. They had explained that they don't hire people out of school in cell therapy and they require a little bit more experience for that position. So I worked in flow for a year. I liked it, um, but actually at my year mark, uh, the person that I interviewed with in HR called me and asked if I was still interested in cell therapy. And they had an opening and I interviewed and I was able to do a lateral transfer to that lab. And I've been there ever since. Awesome. So what made you become interested in cellular therapy? It's not really a field I would say that a lot of people know about or actively seek. Um, so what was it about it that you really liked? Well, so I, you know, I originally when I was in school wanted to go on and go to medical school. So I wanted, I, I didn't like the idea of being just in a lab all day and not seeing patients and 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 just being completely behind the scenes. I, I'm, I'm a social person, I like to kind of get out. And uh, honestly, when I read the job description for cell therapy, you know, they had discussed that you get to go to the floor and you get to interact with the BMT program. And that was really interesting to me. So that's actually why I applied to the program. Um, it wasn't until after I actually um, interviewed for the position that I learned more about cell therapy. I see. Okay, so, so you got your first job at Memorial Sloan Kettering. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a couple of positions there. Uh, I guess, what was it like? I mean, were you kind of living your dream? Was it everything that you expected or was it different? So no, I really liked working in cell therapy. That's one of the reasons I decided not to go back to school for something totally different. I, I liked where I worked. I didn't want to start over again. Um, it was more than what I expected. Um, I started out, worked my way up the ladder there fairly quickly. I started out as actually what they call LT0, which is a laboratory technologist that doesn't quite have his license yet. So I had taken the exam, but I didn't actually have my license yet. I had passed. So I was able to work, but I was they, they, it was like below a technologist at that point. I was unlicensed. Um, so I actually started out at, as that, and I worked my way up to LT1, which is the first level, entry-level position. Uh, and then after two years, I was promoted to technologist two, which um, basically is a little bit more responsibility. And uh, it was in that position where I really wanted to do more than just bench work. So, you know, in cell therapy, there is, depending on the transplant schedule, there is, there's downtime. So I would fill my extra time with learning about the management side of things and, you know, updating SOPs and trying to do performance improvement projects. Um, right around that same time, the lab had decided to build a laboratory information system. And we selected a vendor, um, Title 21, and we were one of their first clients and they wanted to build a self-therapy information system uh, customized to our, our laboratory. And I actually went out on a limb and I, I, I asked my manager at the time if I could be part of the project because I was really interested in that. So um, I kind of was the technical project manager for that project. And it was probably a year and a half um, of my time, you know, it started out with one meeting a week, and by the closer we got to the go live of that, it was almost my full-time job. I wasn't even processing anymore. So, um, so, uh, so after that, you know, we we went live with it, and you know, it was it was successful. Um, right around that time, I had I was reached my uh, five-year mark with experience. So, um, in New York State, five years you could be a supervisor. So um, I had applied for a promotion to what at the time was a laboratory technologist three, which was a like a chief technologist. Um, so I applied for that position and it kind of created the position for me. Um, so it was like a laboratory technologist three with specialties in laboratory information systems and training. They threw that in there too because they needed a trainer. So I was doing kind of two different jobs. I was responsible for training all the new employees, uh, managing the competency of all the employees, um, training students as they came in. And I was also responsible for all the information systems in the lab. So I would you know, go to those meetings and work with management to try to get different projects completed. And you know, if there was problems with the system, I would work to troubleshoot them. So, um, so I did that for, for several years. And while I was doing that, I decided to get um, to go back to school and get my master of science degree. Um, so I, in, I, I finished my master's in a year and a half. I did it full time. Um, and I, I got my master's of science in, in lab management from Hunter College. And uh, 
as soon as I graduated with my master's, um, a supervisor position opened up in the lab and I applied and I moved into that position. Um, so. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so it sounds like you did a lot and that's really amazing. Would you say that what you did as a technologist was like the typical, is it like the typical job description for a technologist or what is a, just for those out there who don't really know what a cell therapy lab technologist does, could you kind of just explain or give us examples of the kinds of things that they would do? Yeah, sure. So a cell therapy technologist. Um, so when I started out, when I was a bench tech, uh, we would process, so we would have a, so I'll start with the basics. The bread and butter would be autologous, you know, stem cell transplant. So we had what we called the donor room, which is really apheresis. Um, and they would collect patients. We would receive uh, apheresis products in the lab. We would sample them. And then we would report results to the clinical team. And then we would cryopreserve the products. We would um, infuse the products. We would do different processing like CD34 enrichments on the products if needed. Um, and uh, we would also do other things. So like I always say that like, being a cell therapy technologist, you wear a lot of different hats. It's not like you're always in the lab processing under a biosafety cabinet. Um, There's a lot of times where we would be doing maintenance on our liquid nitrogen tanks. So in that position, we had 10 or, 10 or 12 liquid nitrogen tanks stored off site um, at a Bronx facility. And we would, we would go there and we would discard products that could be discarded and we would consolidate the tanks um, and we would, you know, thaw tanks, let them thaw, you know, and transport products to and from different tanks. So there was a, a, a lot of my time was doing things like that. Um, and then inventory operations, uh, just moving products. We were in two locations. So moving products to different facilities and preparing them for transport. So, um, you do a lot of different types of things. And in addition to that, you get to, you know, have ex have the experience of um, going to the patient floor when they get their transplant. And it's a remarkable experience, you know, for everyone involved. The, you know, it's typically these patients have gone through a lot. And by the time they get to their transplant, it's a really big day. So the family is present and, you know, it's just a very happy, happy moment. And I think I, I really like that experience being able to like leave the laboratory and, and be able to participate in, in those types of things. Um, and it wasn't always the same thing all the time. And that's another thing I liked about being in cell therapy is that, um, yeah, we had procedures, of course, but um, there's a lot of cell therapy that is a lot of decisions that you have to make that are just simply based on your experience um, and subjective reasoning. So um, I also really liked that as well. Um, it's kind Great. of a change, ever-changing field, and we're growing really quickly. So, um, so yeah it, yeah, it definitely wasn't mundane, and and that's why I stayed. Yeah, I totally agree. Cell therapy, I think, is definitely booming these days. Um, so, how is the job as a supervisor different from that of a technologist? So, so I'll, I'll backtrack. When I was promoted from. Uh, lab tech two to a lab tech three as chief tech, that was considered a supervisory role. And um, I, I'd like to talk about that because I felt that, that the jump from a bench tech to that position was the biggest transition for me. 
um, because I had gone from a position where I could ask the questions to I was being asked all the questions. And, you know, I remember the first week of that job, I was totally worn out because I felt like I needed to have all the answers. And, you know, I was the trainer, so everyone would ask me questions. And, you know, I thought I knew the answer. Like, I, 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 was, I, I was fairly certain, but when you're put in that position of, I guess, quote unquote, power, decision-making authority, you know, you always wanna be extra sure that what you're saying is the right thing. So it was a big transition for me to be able to manage my time and, you know, manage my energy really um, so that I didn't get worn out. And, you know, I had sense I'd become a lot better with, with dealing with that um, multi, being able to multitask and dealing with, with all the extra responsibilities that I had in that position. And then when I moved from a LT3 to the supervisor position, I had taken a step back from, I guess I, I would say I was like doing a lot of the, the, I was like in the pit doing a lot of the work in the LT3 position where when I moved to the supervisor, I really wanted work to take a step back and really look at things from a different perspective. Um, and, you know, I also at that, when I moved to that position, had a lot more uh, personnel management responsibilities. And that was, to be honest, has always been something that um, it, I, I've since improved significantly, but at least at the time, you know, imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call it, like it was, it was hard for me to, you make, right? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. It was, it was hard for me to like, um, I was managing people that were much older than me and I was very young and also very new to the career, but I had moved up very quickly. So I really worked to try to earn their respect um, and, you know, work with how I spoke with them and realizing that when you're in this position, you can't say all, say the things that you, you know, you could, you, you can't always say the things that you want to say. Right. Um, and, right. uh, so yeah, so um, so yeah, as a supervisor, just my, my my role, I was still doing supervisory things, but my role had shifted, and I was I was learning more of the quality things and behind the scenes, and and learning how to be a better, really a manager, preparing for a manager role. Awesome. So you currently are a manager, and we work together, and we we were very fortunate enough um, for you to come join us. Uh, what made you actually want to pursue this position? that being a manager of a cell therapy lab? Well, I, I thought I was getting a little restless in my old position. And um, I had, I wouldn't say that I felt like I had learned all that I could learn, but I wanted more of a challenge. And uh, I had I'd also just graduated a year ago with my master's. And I, I was just, I was anxious to, to move up the ladder, I guess you could say. And um, cell therapy positions they don't really come around that often so when i saw the posting i didn't immediately apply for it but i definitely talked it over with like my friends and my family and i thought you know it won't hurt to apply um i had you know been kind of training for that um over that past year 
as you know, I had a really wonderful mentor in my old position, my manager at the time. And, you know, she, I, I had been working with her um, as kind of like, um, potentially if, if she would have left, I, I felt like I, I wanted to have the skills in order to take over that position. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't an easy decision. I had like kind of been born and raised at MSK and I didn't think I would leave. I had always envisioned myself in that other position, but um, I'm I'm really glad I did it. Working, when, when you work at the same hospital, I think that, I, I think that you, you miss out on a lot because I think when I moved to NYP, I had to flex, you know, quote unquote flex and learn different skills. Um, I was too comfortable, I think, in my old position. And um, I, I'm, I think I'm a much more well-rounded manager now than I would have been if I would have stayed there. That makes sense. Yes. And we're definitely happy to have you. Um, so if you could redo anything in your career, what do you think it would be? Um, okay, so if I could redo anything in my career, um, I probably would have gone to med school sooner because I waited until my third year of college before I decided to do it. And then I, so it was two years. So I ended up going for five years undergrad. So I guess if I could do it over, I would have decided earlier and I would have I would have saved myself a year of school. Okay, school's always fun, though, right? I'm sure Actually, you learned a lot in that extra year. You know, I I did. And um, it's like funny, like when you're in school for so long. And I mean, you've been in school much longer. You were in school much longer than I've ever been. But I remember just like even after I finished my master's, I kind of missed it. Like I kind of missed having that work to do or someplace to go or something to work toward. Um, even though when I was in it, you just can't wait to get out of it. But, you know, like when you look back, it's like, oh, yeah, well, that was nice. And I, I, liked, <laughs> pro I liked the process of learning and going to school and class and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. I can totally relate to that. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. So where do you see your career going after this? I mean, you're already a manager of a lab in a big hospital. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people would probably, you know, see you as having, you know, reached, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the goal al already and like a lot of people aspire mm -hmm. to be where you are. So mm -hmm. but where do you see your career going and uh, what's your ultimate goal? So I guess at the moment, I'm just I'm trying to I'm just being patient with myself and, and, and learning. I don't have a set goal of like of what position I want necessarily. Um, but I'm always wanting to improve myself and, you know, learn new skills and develop relationships with, with people that I meet along in my career. Um, so that, and I'm, and I'm always keep myself open for if something does come up along the way, um, that I always told myself, like, I, I want to be available or in a position that I could, you know, pursue that if it's something that I'm interested in. But, um, you know, obviously moving up the ladder is, is something that, you know, a lot of people want to do. And it's something that, of course, I would like to do too. Um, I think that as a CTL manager, you know, not that there's a, a, a ceiling right now. I mean, there are cell therapy facility directors, you know, that aren't MDs and things. There are other things I could do. 
Um, but, you know, I've also thought, you know, maybe if I get bored of doing what I'm doing now, I, I can go into like the private sector. I, I've been doing things on the side as consulting work to just see what my interests are and, and what I'm good at. Um, so I, I did some consulting for Title 21, which is that company that I worked with. Um, and I wrote a white paper for them last year. Um, and then I recently um, worked on a mini series with a couple other um, colleagues in my career that will be published in the Cytotherapy magazine. And I wrote on, I wrote about, you know, how we, how managers can prepare for clinical trials. And um, so, you know, writing is something I'm interested in. I like like creative writing. Um, both of those things that I did, they weren't necessarily like scientific writing. It was more creative. Um, and I'm definitely a creative person. So, so I, so I, I can't really answer the question by saying that I want to be this, but um, I guess I'm, I'm just learning and um, I'm trying to just see what interests me um, and, uh, you know, kind of pursuing, pursuing those things. And if something comes up, then I'm, I'm, I'm open to, to, to doing that, you know? That's, so. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan, actually. Mm -hmm. So... In the last few minutes, um, do you have any words of wisdom or advice to any young professionals out there who, you know, are interested in working in the cell therapy field? Yeah, I do, actually. And this goes beyond just cell therapy. I think just in the lab field in general. Um, when I was in school, there was, um, I, I wouldn't, if you know the term curmudgeon, I, I, met, I met a lot of lab people that were just kind of unhappy and telling me that, you know, you, you don't want to go in this career. It's, you know, it's a dead end. You know, you wanted, you're so young, you should do this instead. And, you know, like as a student, that's kind of demotivating. You know, I, I've, I've already dedicated a lot of my time to this. I don't really want to hear that. And, you know, I really didn't like that attitude because I've never felt that way. I felt that this is a really flexible career and it's all about how motivated you are and, and you know, really what you want out of it. You know, I have friends that work in the lab and they have other interests in their life and they just want a job where they can go in and, and do their job and, and leave and not have to be stressed and worried. And if, if that's what you want, then this is, you can find that in this career. But if you also want to, to move up the ladder or, or, you know, you know, learn and, and grow and, and, and so I, I compare it to like an, an RN, for example, like just because if as a nurse, you don't have to be a nurse, you could work so many different fields, you could work in insurance company, you can work for, you know, private pharmaceutical companies, there's lots of, you can teach, you can you can do all these things with a med tech degree too, you know, if you're interested in academics, if you're interested in um, management, or you want to do, you know, something totally different, there's something in the field for you. And it's really all what you make of it. Um, I don't think I would have moved up the ladder so quickly if I wasn't, if I didn't have that motivation. But I think that it's a testimony that it's possible um, that you can you can move up and you could do a lot of different things. I had a professor in college who my micro, my clinical microbiology professor. Um, so he would teach during the turn the school year, obviously, and then in the summer he would work for a vineyard and he would do like 
microbiology testing for them and help, help them with their cultures. And they didn't pay them in money, but they paid them in wine, you know, but like, it, it's kind of funny, like, that's just a lot of this, there's just so many different things you can do. Um, and, you know, that would be my advice to people that are going to go in the field. And it's something that, you know, especially cell therapy right now, it's exploding. And I think that traditionally it was bone marrow transplants and, you know, now it's extending beyond bone marrow transplants. It's like cellular therapies and, you know, regularly, which you can attest to, we're doing different, we're, we're working with different departments in the hospital who want to bring on different cell therapies. So, um, so yeah, like it's, the field is growing a lot. And I would just say, you know, you can grow with that field. Like you said earlier, like, I wouldn't like fake it till you make it. I'm, you know, you can say like, you're growing with this. So like your ideas matter and you'd be surprised how many people out there want your opinion on things. And, you know, cell therapy is new for a lot of people. And, you know, even with just a few years experience working in the lab, you know, your input is, is really important and really, you know, measurable to a, a lot of different people, like different companies and, and things that are trying to bring on cell therapy products and, you know, um, you know, yeah, to, to I, manufacture yeah. in their lab. So, um, absolutely. I totally agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you so much. We've run out of time. Thank you so much, Matthew, for sharing your story with us. I'm sure it's inspired a lot of young professionals out there who maybe are thinking about what kind of career they want to go into. So thank you again for being with us. I wish you the best of luck in your current position and in all of your future endeavors. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you join us for future BBA NYS podcasts and events. Future events can be found on our website, www.bbanys.org. Thank you.